welcome to Behind the Menu, and welcome back. Oh my gosh, it's been forever. For those of you who don't know me personally, I started a pop-up business called Indie Dough. I focus mainly on donuts, but sometimes I do some other things too. Feel free to follow me. Um, I'm only on Instagram. Um, But it's really taken off in the best way possible, and it was hard for me to maintain both the podcast and Indie Dough. Um, When I got to a good routine with Indie Dough, I wanted to start doing interviews again, and then the pandemic happened, and I did not want to burden any businesses that didn't even know if they were going to make it, so that's another reason why you haven't heard from me in a while. I decided I'd do an interview with someone who I personally have ordered from um, more than once since being in quarantine, and that is Josh from Side Door Bagel, and it's kind of fun because we kind of got started in our little pop-up businesses. His isn't really a pop-up, but our little businesses at the same time. So it's been fun to just talk to him throughout this whole entire um, time being an indie dough. So I can't wait for you to hear a story. Are you originally from indie? I am not. So my wife, she is an Indiana girl. She was born in Indianapolis and then raised up in Eastern Indiana, but my parents are actually from Indiana. My mom is a Bloomington born and bred when my parents met (laughs) in, in Bloomington at IU. So I was actually born in Florida. So South Florida. And then I moved to Arkansas, like before I even remembered Florida and then was there. My first half of my life was Arkansas. And then we moved here my freshman year of high school to Eastern Indiana, Connersville to be exact. And then we've been there since 2000. I've been in Indiana since 2004. And then we moved to Indianapolis because my wife started graduate school. That was, I guess it's been five years ago now. Dang. So do you like Indianapolis? Is that like long-term? Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. I mean, we just, we just bought a house, so (laughs) we're in it for the long haul. We love, we love Indianapolis. Yeah. Why did you choose the neighborhood that you did? Uh, I mean, so basically it's like right by, you know, the state park there Mm -hmm. and literally behind our backyard is a nature preserve. So I'm really excited about that. So. Yeah. And Fort Harrison, we, like I said, we've been going there a lot like the past today we went someplace different but it is absolutely gorgeous and i'm obsessed with it so i'm sure that you guys will probably get like a season pass or something oh yeah for sure (laughs) i'm really excited we didn't we haven't only been there like one other time and we loved it i don't know why we hadn't gone back and it's so big have you been to eagle creek too yes yes that is also very large i feel like i'm not in indiana whenever we've gone to eagle creek the trees are so It make like whenever you drive through, it makes you feel like you're not in you're in like some other state. Um, right. Cool. So, all right. So, not from Indianapolis. Just bought a house. You're gonna be here for a long haul. And <laughs> have you always worked in food, or how did you get to you work at Amelia's? So, I guess just give me kind of the history of Side Door Bagel. <laughs> so there isn't much of a history to Side Door Bagel, really. <laughs> I know, but it's so popular. (laughs) I mean, I feel like being at Amelia's definitely helped launch, you know, like having a bait. I mean, Amelia's is such an establishment in Indianapolis. They've been there for for a while now. So 
whenever I was, whenever we moved to Indianapolis, I was still commuting back an hour, an hour to Connorsville working in the family biz. So I had, I was, it was real estate investment basically was the, is the short, the short explanation of my previous job. So not so food was, at all? No, no, not food at all. I, uh, I, I threatened to go to culinary school and then I looked at prices and I was like, never mind. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't do that, but I always, I hate the term foodie, but you know, like whenever I was in high school and stuff, I, all I would watch was food network, you know? Mm-hmm. So I always have been kind of like, I love going to awesome restaurants, you know, and eating good food and making good food. Like, so I've always enjoyed food and I guess it's kind of like I wanted to do something in food, but I didn't know exactly what. So, but yeah, whenever my wife finally graduated from graduate school and got a job, I was just like, all right, you know, I want to do, you know, I want to do something related to food. And I had gravitated towards baking more than, than food. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I'm, I kind of like wanted to have like kind of like a breakfast kind of place. Like I always idolized like Milk Tooth and Amelia's and stuff and like what they were doing. I was just like, that would be amazing to work at a place like that and kind of learn what makes them successful, you know, and what makes them tick to hopefully translate that into something that I would want to do and that I would want to, to run. And then, um, so yeah, so I quit my job of 12 years and emailed Charlie, the owner at Amelia's and said, I have no (laughs) professional experience whatsoever, but (laughs) I really want to make this kind of like my profession. And he said, can you come in tomorrow? And I came in the next day and then literally I started that, that weekend. So, and that was the summer, summer of 2019. So the end of the end of the summer last year. That's awesome. Was it, was it really difficult for you to like take that like leap from such a different like change of career? Yeah, it was like, hard. Decision? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I was basically in the, so my dad had, my dad and I had been working together for like 12 years and it like kind of came to a point as just like, do you want to take over this or not? And I was just like, no, it's really not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so it was like, you know, it's like, I'm sure as a parent, you know, you have that, you have this set out for your, your child, but then they're just like, Nope, sorry. See you later. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was tough to, to leave all of that, you know, like an established business that I could take over to, to do something that I wanted to do, but I mean, I haven't regretted it and it's been really awesome working at Amelia's and I've learned so much. It's been really great. Yeah. And I think that there is, um, I think it shows like a lot of passion whenever you can leave something that is comfortable and that is familiar to 
like go someplace that you know is not going to make you like a ton of money, but you're going to do it because it's what you want to do. So I think that's very admirable. And hopefully your dad's not too mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as I keep making him bagels, I think he's okay with it. <laughs> did you ever ask um, Charlie, uh, did you ever ask him why he hired you? Is it just because, like, um, you think, showed up the next day? Yeah, I honestly think they had someone just leave. And so, like, I literally, like, it was, like, stars aligned, like, perfectly. Like, when I sent the email, like, they were lit, just about to start looking for someone. So, it was kind of funny. So, they're just kind of like, yeah, get in there right now. So Perfect timing. I right. feel like from, like, past experiences, I have hired people in the past because they don't have a background in baking or cooking or being in kitchens because they're so much more moldable. And if they already express a passion, I'm like, I'd rather work with somebody who's not already been like beaten to death by working on a line. And I'd rather have somebody who's like really excited. So I didn't know if he told you, like, I knew that I could just teach you everything to be exactly <laughs> how I want you to be. So right. I don't know if that was going to be it at all. Um, okay. So then you're at Amelia. So I do have people who listen from all over. I know that there's going to be a lot of people, um, that listen to this that are from Indianapolis that are very passionate about Sandor Bagel but could you explain Amelia's and like what it is because um we actually it's been a year since we moved to Indianapolis this past week oh, wow. so yeah. I know Amelia's from traveling and I know it's absolutely delicious and I think honestly their croissants are my favorite croissants in know, Indianapolis right? yes oh yeah I was I was They're ranking amazing. them I've been ranking croissants as we've been going through and I'm like I think Amelia's is my favorite uh, so yeah, yeah if you can great. explain Amelia's in their history I know that they've been around for a while but I would love to hear yeah. it yeah so Bluebeard was there originally so um some of Charlie's family his uncle and his cousin so they had started Bluebeard I want to say it was 2011 or 2011 around there that they started that. And I think it was actually earlier than that. I think Amelia's came in around 2011. That might've been the year. But anyway, so they wanted to, it wasn't supposed to be a bakery at all. It was going to be like, like a sandwich shop that they were going to do. And um, they're like, okay, great. A sandwich shop. Where are we going to get our bread? And like they looked around Indianapolis and literally like no one was making good bread, you know. So that's so they sent Charlie to, you know, the King Arthur place in San Francisco to, to a bunch of, you know, sourdough, sourdough academies or baking places. And I think he interned at a place in Kentucky, a bakery at Kentucky as well. And so then he just like went headfirst in and they started making sourdough bread there and it's kind of just grown into this really awesome. So, I mean, we're doing everything we make is naturally leavened with, and it's, so we make how many different types of breads we make. And then we have a whole pastry program there that is amazing. You know, there's like, it's like one side is for just bread and then we have a whole pastry team. So we're just cranking out, you know, a ton. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, it's been really awesome. So it's like, they were kind of, Amelia's was kind of like the first, you know, legit bread bakery in Indianapolis. That's awesome. Did you, um, like, what were the first things that you learned whenever you got hired? So when I first got there, I was just, so they usually start people on just like shaping. So really you're just like taking the dough and 
these giant tubs of dough and dividing it out and then shaping it and putting into the bannetons. So you're doing hundreds of loaves a day. So like two or three of us are just shaping the dough. And I did that for the first five months that I was there. It's just literally a, a shaper is what we call it. Honestly, so, I, would, uh, I would love that job. <laughs> just like standing there talking to people. You can probably listen right. to podcasts, music, just right, getting to yeah. know. And then you're just doing like a repetitive task just over and over. And I love just like working with dough because it is like a Play-Doh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, whenever I started, I was just like, I'm just this slow, you know, like, I don't know what to do with my hands kind of situation thing. <laughs> Where, like, everyone around me is just, like, flying, you know, like, they can do it without even looking at their hands while they're making the shaping this dough. And I'm just like, uh, um, is this okay, you know, and it's... so I still I still don't think I'm I'm that that great of a shaper. But uh, and now I'm I do more mixing now. So that's the other position that I have at Amelia's is I'm the mixer. So I basically get all the dough for the next day, prepped and, and ready to go. And for people who don't know, they know you as side door bagel making bagels within Amelia's. But maybe some people don't also know is that you also full time work at Amelia's still. Right. So yeah. You're definitely. There's a, you're doing a lot. So, so five months of shaping, and then you move to mixing. Where did bagels come in and to play? So, and where did they get yeah. on the menu at Amelia's? So it was, I mean, as soon as I started there, like, I knew I wanted to, you know, I wanted to help bring something to Amelia's, you know. Like, I wanted, I didn't just want to, you know, just be a, a gear in the machine, in the, in the machine, you know, like I wanted to help contribute, you know, and, and try and add something to the menu and do something cool, you know, and I'd, I'd always made bagels like at home, you know, like I was a, a at, at home baker, you know, I would mm -hmm. do sourdough at home, you know, on the weekends and stuff like that. And I always, I had made bagels for like family gatherings, you know, and I always, had a thing for bagels. And I realized whenever I started at Amelia's, was, there's like no good bagel places around Indy, like downtown Indy at all. Like, I think there's a place in Broad Ripple and then people talk about a place on the North side as well. I haven't been to either of them, but uh, I guess I should <laughs> research the bagels in Indy, <laughs> but I hadn't, you know, I hadn't heard, you know, amazing things and I looked at pictures online and it wasn't anything that appealed to me, like the type of bagel that I wanted, you know, I wanted to make, you know, like a sourdough bagel, like something with a lot more flavor than the mass produced, you know, kind of yeasty giant monstrosities that most New York style bagels are. And so, I don't know, it was just a few months after I had started at Amelia's, I had told Charlie, the owner, I brought in some bagels that I had made from home. And I said, we sh and I told Charlie and I gave them to him, you know, I was like, we should totally do bagels here. And he's just like, great, let's do it. You can <laughs> figure out the recipe and we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. So he basically was just like, gave me free reign to like recipe develop something 
so what I had made before, I'd always just used, you know, just instant yeast whenever I had made bagels. But, you know, since we're at Amelia's, you know, you can't just do plain yeasted bagels. We we wanted to do, you know, an actual sourdough bagel, which has actually turned out to be a lot more complicated than you would think. So it took me a long time to to get it down. So it probably about four months in, I kind of felt confident enough in the bagel. So a lot of trial and error to where we started Bagel Wednesday. So it was like, I think it was in October of 2019 is when we started. So he's, we said, we decided on Wednesday to, to sell, to do the bagels because that was the slowest day of the week at the bakery. So we're just like, let's just do them on Wednesday. And now it's like one of the busiest days that we have because of the bagels. It's just kind of funny. So we ordered bagels from you on Thursday from you personally. So the other part of your story is, is that you have bagel Wednesdays at Amelia's, but then at the same time is you do bagels yourself. So we ordered bagels from you on Thursday and we ordered um, something from Amelia, like a grocery order from Amelia's on Wednesday. And whenever we got there on Wednesday, it was quite funny because we were like coming to pick up our order and the girl that was outside, she just kept telling us, she was like, the everything bagels are coming out. Don't worry. And I was like, I'm not getting bagels, but I'm glad that you think that everybody coming here is getting bagels. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The people up front like don't like me anymore because Wednesdays are like such a hat. Like people just like go crazy over them. And like, well, I mean the oven, like the ovens, we're sharing the ovens with making the bread and the pastry. So like we can't do the bagels until later in the morning. Like we can't have them when we open and people do not like that, that the bagels are not exactly when we open. So yeah, but hopefully people understand that there uh, you got to get the bread pumps first and then bagels because there is an right. order. Whether bagels are more popular on Wednesdays, you still like there is an order to things. And with sourdough, yeah. everything has to be completely timed out. And you said that with testing recipes, it's become a little bit more difficult because you do do sourdough, which I completely understand. But I would love to hear some of the testing flaws as you were developing the recipes, <laughs> like what you have found. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I mean Exactly nailed it down because sourdough is, ugh, gosh, sourdough. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, bagel dough in itself is just like a whole nother ball game because you can't really treat it like most, most sourdough bread recipes. It's like if you get, um, you know, somewhere close within, you know, your percentages, you're still going to get a really good piece of bread. But with like bagels, it's a lot lower hydration. So it's really easy to work with. But to get like the texture that you want, it really was key to the type of flour that you use was something that kind of it took me way longer than it should have. You really need a, a higher protein flour than most than bread flour even. So something in the 14 to 15 percent protein Dang. so you have a very really special flour then. right yeah so we have to order like a special flour and then once i finally realized that the high protein flour was really key to getting the right texture then kind of i was able to progress a lot a lot faster i kept trying to use just regular bread flour that we used at the bakery and it basically, it was just like boiled bread. It didn't taste like it didn't have the texture 
Mm, yeah i know right not exactly appetizing so you want that chew you know that that chew that comes from the bagel and you really can't get it without that higher protein flour and i mean just sourdough in itself is kind of temperamental and i mean i had so many errors of just like overproofing or underproofing so if you overproof bagels it's like they just turn into the basically these frisbees like kind of <laughs> they're like super flat and like ridiculous like so chewy you can't even eat it so it's really hard to find like that perfect that perfect temperature so our our walk-in like fridges that we have for, for the regular sourdough bread so most bagels and all our sourdough go it's like a overnight we let them cold proof cold ferment in the walk-ins, but with bagels, the so they're warmer than a traditional fridge, the walk-ins that we use at the bakery. Mm-hmm. So I had so many batches where they would just overproof because it's like 55, 56 degrees in our, in our walk-ins. So I had to tweak everything to where my mixing it super, super cold and make sure that they didn't overproof. So, yeah, it took me way too long to figure out just the logistics of everything. But, yeah, once I got it down and I finally got comfortable with it, it was it's been a lot. It's a lot better. I'm still not 100 percent happy with it, but people seem to like them. So, (laughs) yeah, they do like them. Doing donuts. I don't use sourdough, but I do you do use yeast. And you're talking about confidence. There's just always Whenever I do pop-ups, I'm always thinking like, oh my gosh, should I overproof it? Did I underproof it? What if it doesn't turn out? What if like I have all these people coming and I've been doing pre-orders and you do pre-orders and Amelia's just pre-orders with the bagels. How have you like just balanced working with like, okay, it's just going to work out. It's just going to, cause that's what I have to tell myself. I'm like, it's just going to work out. I'm just going to have to do it. Like you can't, like you've already taken the order. You've already taken their money. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so. like, what if I just mess everything up? <laughs> Yeah, there's been a few times where they've definitely been a little underproved or overproved where I get where the whole, you know, they basically turn into these little belly buttons, bagels where the holes just completely disappear, you know, and I'm just like, oh, brother, you know, but I mean, they still taste good, but they just don't look pretty, you know, and whenever you're making, you know, stuff then and charging, you know, a little bit more than what most big goods are you know you want it to be like as as good looking as it is as tasting you know I also have to tell myself that people don't care as much as like I care like I'm gonna be my worst critic because I know like that one time that I had the most perfect beautiful batch and we're like why don't they look like this every single time oh yeah I know yeah my wife says even if people like We'll get these. It'll still be the best bagels they've ever had in their life, no matter what they look like. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. I should tell myself that. Yeah. Can your wife talk to me? Can she encourage me? <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, yeah, my wife's the best. I would not be definitely doing what I'm doing now unless she she really pushed me to, to apply, you know, at Amelia's and do it. I mean, so without her, I would not be doing this, so... Would not, be great, doing great, nice. would not be doing your passion. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's a, for sure. that's a great spouse. Yeah. Kudos to her. I have to remind myself when I'm making donuts and I'm sure that you've thought about this too, is that we are our worst critic, but at the same time we're making 
our items from hand, from scratch, from quality ingredients. So I know that you say like you charge a little bit more than like your gas station bagel, but you should like you've already talked about like you get the like not even like the highest quality bread flour. It's not even bread flour. Like it's not something you would get off the shelf. You have to special order it. And so those are the things that I have to remind myself is like I'm making this by hand. It's not going to look exactly the same every single time. And so and I've like I've done that. But still, you know, you're. You got to every time you critique yourself. So, For sure. all right. Well, with that, what makes the perfect bagel to you? I know you talked about like having that right chew. So, yeah, what else yeah. makes that perfect bagel, or why is the chew so important to a bagel? Let's yeah. Break so, down. I mean, the history of bagels. So, go back to Poland, the Jews in Poland. So, I mean, it's bagels are definitely a Jewish food. And so the boiling is the most important thing with a bagel. And most people don't even realize that, that you boil a bagel before you bake them, which kind of seems ridiculous that you're cooking it twice. But uh, like that, that cooking of the starches, like the gelatinizing of the, the starches on the outside, like give it that crazy like shine and crust and that chewing it, that extra chewiness to it that makes it, you know, the bagel. So I guess the perfect bagel to me, of course, it has to be boiled. I feel like most bagels you get now that are mass produced, you know, like the stuff you get at the at the grocery store, or even like, I mean, like Einstein bagels, mm-hmm. you know, they don't even boil their bagels. They just like use steam in the oven to try and give it a little bit of a crust. So the opposite of a giant yeasty bagel would be my ideal bagel. So something that has a legit crust to it that has been boiled in. So most traditional bagels are boiled in malt syrup. So basically... Mm-hmm like super highly concentrated sugar, like really, like it kind of reminds you of sorghum kind of molasses kind of thing. So you're getting like extra sugar on the outside of the the crust as well. That makes it even more chewy and a, a better crust. And then the inside, so you want, so most bagels, it seems they use super low hydration. So I use a little bit higher hydration to my bagel dough than most traditional like New York style bagels. So a little bit higher hydration would, I prefer a little bit lighter crumb than most bagels. So that would be ideal. And then, you know, so the outside nice and chewy, but the inside having a little bit less dense crumb and then, I mean, once you have one that's like freshly baked, it's like life changing. So the ideal ba- the ideal bagel, of course, is just out of the oven. Do you remember delivering like at what time? Like, did you come to our house first whenever you made the last deliveries? Because were they warm for your car or were they warm from like just being baked? Oh, no. So you're like, la- yeah, you were like the third delivery. So they were still warm from the oven whenever they got to you. Yeah, they, they were. I don't know if you already knew that or not but <laughs> that, that is the intent I want to I try to get it to people within like an hour of baking them so yeah I bake them fresh and then immediately start delivering 
Yeah, my husband was downstairs working and I texted him and I was like, I know you've been up up upstairs a couple times today, but do you want to come up? Because the bagels are so warm. And like, I know now is like the perfect time to enjoy them. And yeah, he like immediately like walked upstairs. <laughs> so what yeah. are the, um, so you do, it's all the same. I don't know if people know this, but it's all the same bagel dough, but the um, toppings on the outside are what makes it different. So what are the yeah. um, different toppings or different flavors that people can choose from, from the bagels that you have? I mean, I just, I've kept it really basic and done, you know, the everything, which everyone loves everything bagels and then sesame seed and then poppy. And then I do like a sea salt one and then just plain. So I haven't dabbled with doing, I mean, I have made different doughs where you like put in mix-ins and stuff like that, but it just you adds said you have or you haven't. I have, yeah. I've got stuff in the works that I want okay. to eventually do. Like I want to have an onion bagel. I want to do like a riff on a cinnamon raisin, not like a basic cinnamon raisin, but like something a little different, something a little, a little fancy, you know. Like golden raisins? Uh, I don't know. I've like messed around with kind of like, like a chai masala spice and like cranberry or something like that. Just something different. Yeah, that sounds delicious. And I love chai so much. So I'm, yeah. I'm for it. Um, and then you have cream cheese that you make um, yourself as well. And you have a couple of rotating ones, I believe, is what I gather. Yeah, I mean, so, do you have? Uh, I, so the bagels at Amelia's that we make every Wednesday, like I'll just do something different for their for their menu, basically whatever we have on hand in the kitchen there. So it's it's been different. We do like a lox one. And then like an herb one or a garlic and togarashi one we've done before. We try and mix it up. But uh, so the bagels that I sell on the side, which I guess we didn't really talk about that, but I guess it is kind of confusing that I sell bagels on the side. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, that's probably another question I need to ask is I think that it's so cool that Amelia sells your bagels on Wednesday, but then they're also allowing you to use their space to yeah. sell bagels on your own. So yeah, I guess, can you just like touch on that a little bit? And then you can add in the cream cheese flavors that you have. <laughs> yeah, so whenever um, like we first started, whenever I asked Charlie to do the bagels, I kind of was just like, I told him, like at the beginning, I was just like, I think this is going to, like, I want this to be like my thing. Like, I think this could really turn into something bigger. And like, I want to eventually own my own bagel place would be the end goal. And he totally understood and was just like, yeah, I get it, you know. And so I asked him if it was okay if I made bagels there and that I could sell on the side like people just like message me on Instagram and I would deliver them bagels on the side so I had been doing that ever since I started making bagels there so I've been doing it since last fall and so really I nobody really knew about it like they only knew about the bagels that we sold at Amelia's on Wednesday they had no idea that I was the one, you know, that made the bagels or that I sold bagels on the side. Like nobody really cared. <laughs> there were like a few people that were like, Oh, that like found me on Instagram. And so like, I would maybe make a dozen and like deliver them like once a week. Like I would maybe make a dozen bagels for some, for someone that lives like in fountain square or something like that. 
that wanted them on the weekends, you know. And then, so I had always just been doing it on the side and, you know, Charlie was more than generous enough to allow me to do that, which he didn't have to do. So I don't think he realized, or I definitely didn't realize what it had would turn into and how much demand that that I've gotten within the last few months. So yeah, just like the end of March of this year, I kind of, I literally went to like maybe six orders a month to where I was doing, I don't know, like way more than that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can't even, I don't, I can't, I haven't even kept track lately, but yeah, I've just been selling out like a few weeks in advance now. So just kind of like word of mouth finally kind of caught up and the social media thing kind of spread to where it's become more and more popular. And so whenever I started doing that, whenever I was selling them on the side, I did not imagine it would turn into what it, what it has. So it's been crazy. How many orders are open to fill on the days that you deliver or do you have a set amount? Yeah. So because I work full time at Amelia's, so I'm normally doing it after my shift at Amelia's where I'm boiling and baking the the bagels. So I do less on two of the three days that I deliver when I'm working full time. So I only do like eight dozen. So that's usually like 10 or 12 orders that I do on those days and then on my days off, which were usually, they used to be Mondays, I would deliver like 12 dozen. That's great. So it was like just under 30 dozen that I made a week on the side. So that was around 35, 36 orders that I would do a week. So it's not like a crazy amount, but like to, to add delivery on top of your full day of work at the bakery, it was just like, it's a lot. <laughs> And a lot of people don't know, like when you go into a bakery, I don't know what time you go in, but I have a feeling that it's not like nine to five. So what time do you normally go into work at Amelia's? So now every day we start at five. So I'm getting up at four every morning and going in. So yeah, I definitely had to change my sleeping schedule. The life of a baker is not as glamorous glamorous as it seems. It's it's very early hours. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, um, one of my past interviews, I was like talking to her about like getting up early in the morning. And then she just said, I love getting up early. But at the same time, like I love getting up early and going to work when there's nobody else around and yeah. just work and just working like for my donuts. I get up at like 2 a.m. to get there at like 3 a.m. And the girl was just talking about how much she loved it too. But then she was just saying like how romantic the bakery was like with the lights all dim. And I was like, I would never be like, this is a romantic <laughs> situation whenever I walk into work. I'm like, yeah, I gotta yeah. work. I'm like turning on a fryer and like stuff right. and whatever is like all over my face. I'd never be like, this is romantic. Um, but yeah, it's super early. Okay. The second part of that question was what cream cheeses do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place with, uh, no, they kind of don't connect with each other. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, the smears that I do, uh, I mean, I do a jalapeno one that I kind of added later on. It's like jalapeno and garlic. 
that is definitely the most popular one that I sell. And then there is a garlic and scallion one. That's just kind of traditional that I want. You kind of have to have the garlic and scallion cream cheese. It's kind of like everywhere has their scallion or chive cream cheese. Mm-hmm. And then I do like a salmon lox with fresh dill. That's like everything's all chopped up and mixed together. And then, uh, man, then we do like a jam one. So we get a jam, a local jam from Michigan. That's really good stuff. That's like my favorite. And we put that with the cream cheese. And then we do, what else is there? I got an herb one. Oh, yeah. We do an herb one. Which and is, when you say we, is there somebody oh, else helping sorry. you? Yes. My wife is the, okay. the schmear queen. Yeah. My wife, actually, <laughs> she has volunteered to make all the schmears. So Aww. it's been, yes, extremely helpful that I can actually come home whenever I do everything. She she takes care of that. So she started, whenever I started getting busy, busy she was just like, okay, I could do I can do all of that. So you can just relax after you've worked your 14 hour shift today. <laughs> and also it's probably fun. I think, uh, I think she liked it when she started. She was just like, this is a lot of fun, but now it's just, I think she's dreading it because now she has to make like 30 cream cheeses a night and she's like, it takes her. <laughs> she, I don't know if she still likes it as much as she did. <laughs> You'll have to ask her later yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah. And, and then our newest cream cheese that we added is the uh, the masala, uh, maple masala one that we do. So it's kind of like, yeah, so I feel like most people want add. So I kind of did a poll on Instagram asking people what kind of spread they want. And most people were saying they wanted more sweet spreads, which I don't get. But, you know, I wanted to do something like. You know, I feel like you see like a cinnamon brown sugar kind of spread a lot. And I was like, I want to do something like that, but different. So I thought of the, like the chai masala spice and use maple. And then we add walnuts and put orange zest in it. So it's like super good. Where do you think that not like going to culinary school and then never working in the restaurant industry First of all, now that I'm like saying this out loud, congratulations for not working in the restaurant industry and then like just working in the restaurant industry and then like becoming such a, like an entrepreneur and like doing what you want your passion was. But where do you think that you pull inspiration from? Um, and are there like any social media accounts that you follow or any other bagel shops like in other states that are like super inspiring to you? Yeah, for sure. So last summer before, right before I started at Amelia's, we uh we went up the like northeast coast and um we were stopped in boston and like went up through rhode island maine and uh we went to several bagel places so that was like right whenever i was starting to tinker with my bagel recipe so i was like we had to stop at every single you know like major bagel place everywhere we go and we stopped at a place and just in cambridge Cambridge, Massachusetts is called Bagel Saurus. And I think they were just on diners, drive-ins and drives like a few, a few months ago. But uh, yeah, it's this girl who basically, she's kind of did the same thing that I did. She was working at a restaurant and she started doing 
bagels on like Friday night and they became so popular that she ended up opening up her own bagel shop and like the line is like out the door and they sell out every single day. And so like whenever I went there, I was just like, this is, this is what I see myself doing whenever I went there. It's really, it's really awesome place. And then we went to another bakery in Portland, Maine called scratch bakery. And their bagels were unbelievable. Like the best bagel I'd ever had in my life. Like life changing. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. So that trip, like right before I started working at Amelia's kind of like fueled my bagel, like love and made me realize like that would be awesome to have like a bagel place, like those places that I went to. And it's like made me think there are so many different bagel places like on the northeast coast. And then I just thought of Indy and I was like, there's not we don't we don't have that kind of kind of place that I think it's missing. It is. Why have you called it Side Door Bagel? Is there a reason behind the name or yeah, so originally whenever I first started doing the bagels, whenever I asked Charlie, I was just like, would it be cool if I did a pop-up, you know? And it was like right when you started doing pop-ups, and I was just like, that would be so much fun, you know? I was like, I want to do a pop-up with bagels. And so we were talking about, there's like this little door right next to Amelia's that Um, a popsicle place sells out of right now but it was the winter so nobody was using it it was basically just this little like room with a dutch door on the end that goes out you know the cultural trail right there on virginia and i was like i could do a pop-up out of that side door right there and we're like yeah yeah sure and we never ended i never ended up doing the pop-up but I was just like, I'm going to call it side door bagel because we're selling the bagels out of the side door. <laughs> but it never, it never really happened. But the name is just kind of just stuck. I've like, it is. I've, I tinkered with other names, but like, yeah, I always just go back to it. So, Well, and I think that if you ever do have a place, I'm sure you've already thought about this, is that people have to enter through like a, a door on the side. Like right, right. Or like they pick up the bagels on the side door, of course. Yeah. Yes. There won't be or an people actual will probably, front door. <laughs> Yeah, people will be like really mad, I'm sure. They'll be like, this doesn't make any sense because people are <laughs> <There> ridiculous. <laughs> no, there will definitely be a front door, but there'll just be like a little sign, you know, with like a marker on it, like, please use side door. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm sure like building codes probably will be like, you have to put a door here. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh, all the things with like building codes, I'm sure one day we'll oh, yeah. probably have to go through that. Um, have you um, encountered people that are from New York that live in Indianapolis that? Yes, yes, yes. yes I have yes. found that people who are from New York have lots of opinions on bagels. And <laughs> for people who don't know why they have lots of opinion on opinions on bagels could you please explain or maybe I mean I hope that you know like the whole water thing can you explain it yeah so apparently I mean the bay the water in New York apparently is what they think make their bagels so special but uh yeah all the people that are from New York that have ordered from me they all say it's a that a few of them have said it's better than New York bagels so I don't know. I don't know. I have. I don't think I've actually 
Well, I went to New York once and I remember having a bagel, but I don't remember it being anything life changing. So yeah, I don't know if the water really is, is the thing. I think it's just because there are so many like historic bagel places that have been there for so long, you know, like hundred year old bagel shops. Well, yeah. And I didn't know that bagels, like their history was, um, you said it's like a Jewish pastry and I, or a Jewish bread. And I didn't know the history of that. And that, and it makes a little bit more sense because I feel like there are a ton of Jewish people that live within New York. So I guess that all goes together for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, once you realize that, you're like, oh, that's why there's not any bagel shops in Indianapolis. There's not really a big Jewish population, so there it isn't. Kind of makes sense, yeah. Like I went to Columbus last, like Memorial Day, and I noticed that there was a very large Jewish, like kind of area of Columbus, Ohio, and there were a ton of bagel, like old bagel, like deli kind of places, and like a kind of a newer bagel shop where they're like wood fired bagels. And I was just like, why? Like, and it, I was like, Oh, of course. And I went through this neighborhood and there was an entire Hebrew school and like college and stuff like that. I was like, Oh, of course. So <laughs> Wood fire bagel. Does yeah. that intrigue you to try it all? Or did you get, try one? Uh, I had, yeah, I got, I've had one there and I've actually been to Montreal and had, the uh the fairmount which is like there's like two like like famous bagel montreal style bagels there's like two different places that have both been there for like 100 plus years and i went to one of the the wood fire bagel places there and they're very very good that would be the more of the style that i prefer than the new york style i guess gas <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, wood fire, it's like, it's, it seems kind of dreamy, you know, and like kind of romantic to have the wood fire, but the taste that you get, you know, just from using a real, real flame and stuff like that, like, you can't really get that with a real, like a, like a convection oven. It's pretty special. I, 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 yeah, it does sound delicious. So one of the things that I appreciate about Sidor Bagel like your business has only been around like a few months, like not even a year, correct? I mean, yeah, yeah, been it's, for a year. it's basically been six months, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But I think that doing interviews like this at such a like young age of a business is so important because you can look back and be like, wow, what I didn't know, what I didn't know. But at the same time, I appreciate these moments because I'm sure yeah. that you had like life moments like this where you look back and you're like, those were the days, but I didn't know that they were the days. <laughs> Until like, yeah. you're past and so right. it's just interesting to hear. And like, I'm sure that there's like things that you've said that you've like kind of like foreshadowed, like things that are going to happen for yourself. So I do want to talk about um, things that you have in the future planned for yourself and for um, Side Door Bagel. But before that, I would love to also hear, because this is just one of my favorite things, is how has your character grown? Do you think that your character has grown at all since being at, a, first, being at Amelia's, second, being in an industry that you have never really been in before, and then has your character grown at all from starting your own little business? That's um, a lot of well, Sorry. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Um... Yeah, you even prepped me for this and I, I even like kind of thought about it. But um, I guess I feel like the way I've 
grown since all this started would probably be just, you know, like self-confidence has grown more, you know, just being able to, to do something that I love, you know, like in food and to see some success in that has just gives me a lot more self-confidence where, you know, I definitely probably didn't have that before. And to see, you know, people love what you do as much as you love doing it. It's like super, I don't know, that kind of sounds like self-gratifying, but like, it's just really encouraging and humbling at the same time to see other people do that. So I guess my confidence has grown. And then also just to see, you know, something that you've worked on and started on your yourself is just kind of like this, the feeling of, you know, like I, I did this with by myself basically is, is really awesome. So I guess those are two things that I would say stood out since I started all this last year. So do you have any plans for growth? I mean, you're only six months old, so there's definitely, (laughs) there's definitely probably dreams. You don't have to share them all, but do you have anything in the works? I mean, eventually, yeah, it would be awesome to have, you know, my own shop, bagel shop, like the places that I've gone and stuff. But, uh, I mean, there's so much that goes into owning your own restaurant. Like you've worked at other restaurants, you know, and you've you've been in the business before what you're doing and I'm sure you're enjoying doing it at your own pace that you're doing now more than working for other people. So there's always yes that kind of the, you know, that romanticized view of owning your own business, but then all of the other stuff that goes with owning your own business and all of the statistics of how many businesses fail, you know, and stuff like that. It's like scary. So right now I don't, I don't know how long it would be or if I will ever have my own place, you know, I don't know. I don't know what will happen in the future. So I'm kind of undecided there, but yeah, I am really enjoying doing the bagel thing. And I think I want to continue that as long as I can and see, see where it leads. It may be just lead to, you know, me, doing kind of like a pop-up thing, like kind of like you're doing now with the donuts where it's just kind of smaller, smaller batches where I can still kind of have a life and before an actual business would take over that life. So (laughs) that's kind of the thoughts where I'm at right now with that. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that you, like you talked about like statistics, like the things that personally scare me is like the statistics about like starting a new restaurant is, uh, they say that you don't you don't normally turn a profit until your third year. And so that is like so scary. So when people always come up and tell me like somebody. So there's a donut shop in Indianapolis that's closing. And I've had a couple of people message me and they're like, you should take over their lease. And I just want to be like, for if you're going to, will you like, are you going to buy it for me? Because like, right. first of all, that's such an investment. And that's like what the pop-up thing is. It allows you to do what your passion is, but at the same time, it allows you to have a life like you're talking about. And I've worked for so many people that like I go in, I've gone into restaurants 
I've helped, I've been like the number two person to go in to help somebody open a restaurant. And I just see like they're, they don't get to make the things that they were making. They have to do all the background and admin work. And so those are the things that like get really sad is you start it because you want to do it, like make bagels. But then if you do, then you also have to do all the paperwork. You have to make sure that you're doing all the like insurance, making sure your employees are getting paid and all of those things. And so that just doesn't appeal to me currently. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, we're in the exact same boat, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. My last question for you is not as deep as the last <laughs> one. Uh, yeah. What bagel and cream cheese is currently your favorite that you've been eating a lot? Oh, my favorite? Um, just a salt bagel is my favorite right now. So, yeah. And the favorite cream cheese is... The locks, the locks and dill is just, I love it. I love it. I love, I love that. Yeah. So I, I'm not a big fan of like giant slices of, of salmon. Mm-hmm. I like kind of like proportion to be a little bit less to the cream cheese, which is kind of, you know, a, a no, no in most, most bagel lovers. But yeah, I, I like a little bit more cream cheese than my logs to my bagel. So <laughs> that's why I make that sh- the spread like that. To each locks their own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told your wife this, um, and I'm sure that you, you noticed with my last order, but the sesame bagel is my favorite one since I ordered a it dozen is. of them. That, <laughs> was, that was my favorite for a really long time, and then the salt has kind of just crept in there, and now it's kind of replaced it. But yeah, sesame is... It's really, I love the sesame. Yeah, the toasted <laughs> seeds are so good. And then I'm sure, I mean, I know that you saw because you reposted it, but for anybody that is listening, here is a bagel hot tip is when you order a dozen bagels because he only delivers on certain days. So you order as many as you can and then <laughs> you slice them all so that you don't have to slice them whenever you get them out of the fridge, store them. I don't know how you store them. But I store them in a plastic bag in the fridge and then I just pull them throughout yeah. the week whenever we like make bre- breakfast sandwiches on bagel on sesame bagel is that's that's what i that's what i make i'm sure that you make breakfast sandwiches too but so you're inevitably going to have the toppings some of them fall off if you just save the toppings and put them into a container and then you can sprinkle them on top and or on top of anything what what did we make that i was like oh i'm just gonna oh uh we did so we make a lot of popcorn and we do like a lot of different like seasonings for it and i was like i'm just gonna throw in these bagel toasted sesame seeds (laughs) multi-purpose don't don't throw them away well, yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for yeah. letting me interview you. I know that you're fairly new, but I wanted to interview somebody that um, I have personally been ordering from during this weird time in the world. And I've, or- I think I've ordered from you twice now since being here, being in yeah. quarantine. Now, this is, that was your third, actually. Was it d- during yeah. quarantine? You were, no, you had done one last year before I got really busy. You were one of the ones that had ordered. Yes, but during quarantine. Yeah, yeah, so I'm hoping to get this posted while people hopefully are still practicing social distancing and staying home. And I just wanted to talk about things that, yeah, just wanted to talk to somebody that, like, I personally have been ordering from and supporting. Well, I feel like I'm, I feel, I say that, like, I'm supporting you. I feel like I'm supporting you by by (laughs) You know, um, no, I appreciate it. Well, well, I mean, 
any anybody that like says anything on like Instagram or anything like that, like it always it always helps small businesses because I mean like if one person like sees that and then orders and then posts, like it's kind of like a chain reaction. And yeah, I've definitely sure. I've definitely seen it in my uh, area of work that that social media like Instagram is just like that's literally the only platform I use. I don't have a website or anything like that. Like I literally do everything. So it's it's crazy. Thank you so much to Josh for allowing me to interview him at such a young stage in his business. But like I said, it's just such a valuable time to interview somebody and to be able to look back and just be like, wow, I can't believe that that's where I started. I wish more people would tell their stories um, seven months in or just a year in because so much changes by the second year or so much even changes after a year. I know um, I personally have experienced that even just being um, the same age as um, our businesses as the same age as Josh. Um, I clearly need to do a better job at ending my podcast. What usually ends up happening with my interviews is I'll just start rambling on and on. And I'm like, this is probably a little bit too personal to put into podcast. And then we just go into more personal conversations. So I think I need to do a better job at that. But all in all, Thank you so much. And thank you for anybody listening that has listened to my interviews in the past. I know it's been quite some time since I've done these. And I just want to say thanks. Um, If there is anybody that you know um, that would love to be interviewed, that's a baker, pastry chef. Um, It doesn't have to be in Indianapolis. This was just something that was close to me and I wanted to interview them. Um, I'd love to know about them, Um, even if they don't work in a actual bakery or restaurant. Um, I've interviewed people that have their own standalone bakery, um, little businesses like Josh or myself. Please make sure that you are following Josh. Um, like you said, he's only on Instagram. So at side door bagel. And while you're at it, just go ahead and follow Amelia's bread. If you live within Indianapolis, you probably already know who they are and you're probably already following them. But just in case you are not in Indianapolis and if you ever find yourself traveling here for any reason at all, go ahead and just follow them now because they um, definitely make some crazy delicious pastries and bread and yeah, you should follow them. Thanks so much, guys.